this message I actually started a while back, and uh, I thought I was going to preach it one time, and then God showed another message to me. And so I went back to this again because it really hit my heart the first time I looked at it, and it was a blessing to me because in my life I'm always looking to be a better Christian and a, uh, a stronger testimony, and I want my, my walk with Christ to be strong and to be evident in this world. So um, our pastor tonight is going to be Psalms 86. Psalms 86. And this is the prayer of David. And David, I love David. I just, he, his testimony and the man of God he was, he was not perfect. He failed. But, uh, he always searched after God and always wanted God in his life. And he always longed for the, uh, fellowship and the relationship with God. And that's what I want in my life. And I'm not perfect and I fail. But when I fall, he's there ready to forgive and ready to pick us up and to keep us going. And I want to always have a, a, a strong, and a, uh, a faithful walk with Christ, because he is faithful to us each and every day. So uh, Psalms 86, we'll read the entire chapter. And David starts out, Bow down thy ear, O Lord, hear me, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my soul, for I am holy. O thou my God, save thy servant that trusteth in thee. Be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I cry unto thee daily. Rejoice the soul of thy servant. For unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. Give ear, O Lord, unto my prayer and attend to the voice of my supplications. In the day of my trouble, I will call upon thee, for thou will answer me. Among the gods, there is none like unto thee, O Lord. Neither are there any works like unto thy works. All nations whom thou hast made shall come and worship before thee, O Lord. And shall glorify thy name. For thou art God, and doest wondrous things. Thou art God alone. Teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. I will praise thee, O Lord, my God, with all my heart. And I will glorify thy name forevermore. For great is thy mercy toward me. And thou hast delivered my soul from the lowest hell. O God, the proud are risen against me. And the assemblies of violent men have sought after my soul. And have not set thee before them. But thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion and gracious and low-suffering and plenteous in mercy and truth. O turn to me and have mercy upon me. Give thy strength unto thy servant and save the son of thy handmaid. Shew me a token for good that they which hate me may see it and be ashamed because thou, Lord, hast opened me and have comforted me. Lord, we thank you for this night to gather in this church and have a fellowship with one with another. Lord, we thank you for your presence this morning and for the message we heard this morning, God. We thank you for the presence tonight, the great singing, Lord, and the fellowship, Lord, to come together to worship you in spirit and in truth, God. May I, uh, may you please bless the reading of your word. And may I stand here to preach your word and that I do it with a humble heart, Lord, that you may be magnified and glorified, for I am nothing without you, God. Stand behind me, Lord. Please help me. Touch my mouth, Lord. And may I say nothing to ashamed you, Lord, but to bring you uh, honor and glory, God. Bless now the reading of God's word. And that's all he's saying. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, um, again, David here. And this is a prayer of affliction, when you face affliction. And um, in verse 14, it's uh, David is being chased uh, by violent men, ungodly men. Uh, you probably all know that David was uh, kind of running for his life a few times. One of the famous ones that I know about, and you guys probably know it too, is when Saul chased after him. And so here, I don't really know who's chasing after him. But he is on the run, and he, he feels alone. You know, he wants to, wants to reach out to God for help. 
And so first we look at here, the first thing here is David's troubles. So when David's faced with his affliction, who is the one person he turns to he knows that he can go to? It's God. He always goes to God because he has that faith that God will always bring him through. So verse 14, it says again, O God, the proud are risen against me, and the assemblies of violent men have sought after my soul. So (laughs) ungodly men, and he's on the run, and basically he's faced with a battle, and without God, he knows he can't win, so he knows he has to go to God. And so basically when David is facing life with troubles, we also are facing life with troubles. A lot of times we don't know where to go to. We find in each other and ourselves, but often that leaves in destruction and more heartache. So we know that um, there's David here. We know that we should be faithful and to turn into God with our with our troubles, with our trials, because God will never let us down and never forsake us. And He promises that He will never 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 forsake us. So uh, the first point I want to bring to you tonight is in um, verse one. So David's facing troubles, and first we see what he seeks from God. David seeks something from God. So first thing he says, "Bow down thine ear, O Lord, hear me." For I am poor and needy. The first thing he realized is, God, I am nothing without you. I am poor and needy. I am nothing without God. So he set himself aside. He knows he can't do it. He needs God's help. That's the first thing we need to do in life is we can't without him. We're poor. We're needy. And we need God's help. And David realizes that right away. Uh, Verse 2, he says, preserve my soul. Protection. So now he realizes he's nothing. And now he cries out to God for protection in life. Now, every, everybody faces different battles, different afflictions, and they're all going to be the same. A lot of times it's things we wouldn't think of happening to us, but it, kind of, it blindsides us. And when that happens, right away, don't try to go to yourself. Don't try to do you. We all need the word of God. and We all need to pray because God will always be there for us. And that's one thing I want to encourage you tonight. It, it encouraged myself because sometimes I try to do things on my own. And uh, God has always made it clear that I am weak and I am poor and I am needy. He is there to always preserve my soul. And he says here, for I am holy. Now, when I read this verse, uh, of course, the flesh in me says, I am holy. All right, well, we are not holy because we're flesh. But I believe David here is saying, first, I am poor and needy. And because I have you, God, because I have fellowship with God, because I love you and I serve you and I trust in you, I am holy. Because we have Jesus Christ in our life, Jesus is holy. His righteousness is perfect. We are not holy, but with him, we can, we can have a holy a walk with Christ. And I think that's what David's saying here is that, Lord, because I serve you and I am a servant of yours, I am holy. Uh, the third thing here is uh, be merciful unto me. Verse number three here, he says, Lord, now we all know God is God of mercy. God is God of grace, God of love. He's God. He's always going to be there for us, but he shows so much mercy to us each and every day. Look around the, the country today. The country is in a, in a, in a mess, but he has mercy on this nation today. And um, some might say, well, how can you say that? It's so bad. <laughs> it could be worse. I, I promise you that. I promise you that. Because the Christian church is still worshiping God. It's still, it's still crying out to God. The mercy he has for this nation. And I, I believe this as well. I was talking to him about a patient of mine. He was a preacher, or he still is a preacher. And uh, he was talking about Israel. And because America's always backed Israel and stood with Israel, that's because this nation today, America, is still not as bad as it could be because we are a friend to Israel for now. Hopefully that stays that way. But God says, I'll bless them that bless thee, and I will curse them that curse thee. And I believe if we see a strength and a friend 
and continue to pray for Israel and support Israel, God's people. And now that's where the mercy comes from. And we know one day, well, I'm going to get into that because it's a deeper topic there. But I'm glad he's merciful. I'm glad he provides mercy to us each and every day. His mercy is everlasting. He has, uh, his mercy never ends. So each and every day, every morning, his mercy renews. And that's just, it's a big strength to me because I know that I will fail in this walk of life, but he's going to be there to forgive me. And that's the next part. Uh, verse number four here. Rejoice the soul of thy servant. David's like, rejoice my soul, Lord. Give me joy. Because he knows, he knows God. God is joy. God is happiness. And he's crying out, please rejoice my life. Because his life depends on God. Rejoice means to make happy. So rejoice my heart, Lord. Not only protect me, have mercy on me, but rejoice me. Make me happy. Because happiness is in God. When our, when our hearts are in God, and we're walking with Christ, and we're looking at Him, and we're talking with Him, that is where joy comes from. And that's where my joy comes from. It comes from God. God is, He's the greatest. Verse number, uh, verse 11 here, skip down to verse number 11. And it says, Teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. When I read this verse, the first thing that stood out to me is, I will walk in thy truth. He's asking for God to teach him. But he says, I will walk. Are we able to commit in our lives that, Lord, if you teach us, we will walk and we'll search after you and we'll try to live for you. Will we commit our lives to walking for Christ? Because he's there. He'll help us. And David says right away, I will walk in thy way. And I think that there, because God knows David's heart, he knows our heart. If we were to pray to God and say, God, I, um, you know what? If you help me with this, I will do this for you. Are we really meaning that? Or are we just saying that so, you know, because we'll make ourselves feel better? I believe David really meant this. He's like, God, teach me your way. Show me knowledge. Show me, no, help me. And I will walk. And I will serve. And we see it in David's life. He did search after God. He did want God in his heart. Even when he failed, he always came back. One thing I believe David feared most of all was losing the fellowship. And relationship with God. He knew how bad he failed. But he didn't want to lose that walk of Christ. Because to have that walk of Christ, to lose that, that's scary. I never want to be in that situation where I have lost the walk of Christ. And I know people in my life that have been saved and they did fail. And they didn't turn back to God. They did lose that walk. And their life has been turned upside down. They're not happy. They're bitter. And they don't go to church. And they they think they're okay, but... You see it on their life. You see their, their, their destruction. And that's because they did fully not turn their heart to God, turn their heart to God. Instead, they searched after their own things, their own worldly lust, and they didn't come back to God. I hope and encourage that if you know someone in your life that's doing this, that's going the wrong way, encourage them. Hey guys, it's not worth it. Get back in church. Get back to God. Give Him your all. Learn the Word. Learn the Scriptures. Walk with Christ. The next thing here is verse number 17. Uh, David says here, Show me a token for good, that they which hate me may see it and be ashamed. So David's trust in knowing that he's in God's favor, he knows that his enemies will be ashamed, will be um, defeated. Uh, David knows he trusts in God, that because he's with God and he walks with Christ, that he'll bring him through and deliver him from his enemies. In your life today, in our lives today, 
Uh, there's a lot of things that come at us, and we want deliverance right away. We want things right now. That's, that's the thing these days. We want things now, now, now. Sometimes it's God's time. Most All the time. All the time. It's in God's time. Just because you don't get it now, don't quit praying. Don't quit serving. Don't quit longing after God. God's time is the only time we need to worry about. And here, David knows. He's like, God, please deliver me. I trust in you that you will deliver me. Now he just serves God, walks after God. So that are the things that David seeks in his troubles with God. The second point here tonight is David's testimony. What he says about God. And this is what I really enjoy starting. When I started this part of the, uh, the, the chapter, this is what really gave me joy tonight. The priestess. I was really excited to preach this to you guys tonight because it really gave me strength. Just because God is so good. Just talking about God, you can talk to anybody about God and just feel encouraged and feel strengthened because he's so good. So <laughs> just to preach the word, it's just like to have so much joy just talking about how good he is. <clears throat> well, verse number five, it says, For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive. And plenteous mercy unto all them that call upon the name. He is so full of love. He's so full of grace. And he's there. And David knows right away, Lord, I know you're ready to forgive me. So he's always there for mercies. He's always there for forgiveness. And even, uh, um, turn over fast. Well, I'm going to turn over fast. You don't have to turn over. But uh, John 11, uh, 41 and 42, uh, Jesus is now talking to his father. And he says, uh, here, I'm going to abbreviate. Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me, and I know that thou hearest me always. God's ear is there for us. He wants to be there to hear us, and he wants to be there to help us. He's always going to be there, and right here it says David knows that he's ready to forgive and plenteous. And a lot of times in our life, God is ready to forgive before we are ready to repent. We're there, and he's ready for us to repent. He's right there. He's waiting for you. He's like, he's just looking at us, you know. All right, I'm ready. I'm here. Just you guys, you gotta do it. And that's, that's our, I think our flesh gets in the way sometimes because it's hard to admit as a person that we're wrong, you know? Because we're never wrong, right? We're always right. Just kidding, just kidding. Um, but God is always there and He's ready to hear us. And if we just humble ourselves and come before Him and confess our sins to Him, He will forgive us of our sins. Uh, verse number seven. I'm sorry, verse number 9, verse number 9. All nations whom thou hast made shall come and worship before thee, O Lord, and shall glorify thy name. Here David is giving God praise now. Glory to God forevermore. Every knee will one day bow and give God all the praise. Every single every single person from the worst to the best will all praise God and praise Jesus for their, 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 their mightiness, their power. Because one day, every mouth, will confess every single mouse. And that just here David said, every new, uh, I'm sorry, uh, he says all nations will come. So you think of the greatest rulers back in the day, the most, the, the Hitlers and the Stalins, and now you got the Putin. Every single one of those men who think they're in control, who think they have it all, who think they have the power, they will bow and they will confess their mouse. And that gives me, I know it's, it gives me um, hope, hope in knowing that even today, with all the bad that's going on, nothing is happening that God doesn't know about. God is in control of every single thing. I had a patient in my office the other day come in there, and they, they were so distraught, and they were so upset and sad. You could see all of their face, and they were falling apart. They were depressed because how bad the world was. 
And here I was sitting across from him, you know, talking to him about the world and about the Bible. And they said, well, how can you have so much joy and peace knowing that everything is crazy out there? You know, I'm like, listen, there is nothing going on that God does not know about. When I said that, it's almost like a light went off. Like, oh, they they confess to be a Christian. And I hope they are. I'm going to keep witness to them. But they forget that. Even us as Christians sometimes, we see everything in the news and we think, well, why is all this happening? Because he wants, he, he lets it happen. Just remember that. Remember that he's always in control, of it, and he's always there to provide us, to, to take care of us, and he knows everything that's going on. Verse number twelve here. I will praise thee, O Lord, my God, with all my heart, and I will glorify thy name forevermore. Now David just said the nations will praise him. Now he, David himself, I will praise thee with all my heart. That's what God wants. God wants our hearts. That's all he wants. He wants us to give him glory, to give him honor. Because Brother Toby said this morning, when he saved us, he didn't just save us from heaven. He saved us for here as well, to praise him, to give him glory, to win others to Christ. That's why we're here. And David wants to praise the Lord with all my heart, to glorify the name forevermore. Verse number eight. Here he says, Among the gods there is none like unto thee, O Lord, neither are there any works like unto thy, neither are there any works like unto thy works. So here he's saying, God, you're unique. There is no gods like these. Now, all these other religions out there, there are other gods, and we all know that there's one true God. But here, David is confessing to God, you are unique. You are perfect. You are great. You are amazing. God, there is no other gods like you. When we pray, uh, I like to do this when I pray. I like to give God all the honor that I can when I pray because he's worthy of our, of our praise. When we pray, I want to just like say, God, thank you for everything. But also just to, to magnify him, to give him the praise he deserves. And I can never do a good enough job to praise his name the way he should be praised. I, I, I can't do it because I'm, I'm just in flesh. But thankfully, we have Jesus Christ who is there to intercede on our behalf. Because sometimes we pray, we're not saying the thing. I don't know what, sometimes I don't know what to pray. And I'm just glad that Jesus is there to say, all right, Father, he's trying to say this. Here it is. And he's there to kind (laughs) of interpret it. So uh, thankful that he's there. But God is unique. There is no other like him. And there will never be any like him. And there has been times in my life when someone faced me and they said, well, if your God is all great, why is this happening? Why is this happening? He has his ways. And he has his meanings and he has his reasons. And it's not our job to figure out those reasons. It's our job to have faith and trust in him. I'm getting ahead of myself here. But um, verse number 10 here. For thou art great and doest wondrous things. Thou art God alone. Wondrous meaning miracles, great, mighty things. I like to see wondrous as also just things that we wouldn't think as great. And I mean that in this way. There are things that happen in our life that hurt us, that make it hard to get through life. It, but I believe it builds us. We go through trials and temptations, and we go through situations that are making us uncomfortable, like the fire and the skillet and the cornbread. But sometimes we need to put through those hot, uncomfortable situations to make us better Christians, to mold us and wondrous Sometimes the bad situations, when you go through them and you come out the other side, you look back and say, well, that was a wonderful situation. At the time, I didn't appreciate it. But now I see, I look back at it. 
And God has his reasons for doing that. And if you, if you know the story of David, he went through a lot of ups and downs. David was here. David was here. There's that button. <laughs> That's funny. That's my fault. I told her to, I should, uh, remind her to sew it, but sorry. But, um, yeah, so David has his ups, had his downs. He, he killed the, the giants and then he was on the run and then he was king and then he fell to adultery and murder. So, those little, those little, those situations that they went through, those are hard for him, but God brought him through. But David had to fully trust in God and cry out to God because without God, he could not got those situations and God couldn't use him. David's fellowship with God, that's one thing he feared most was lose that fellowship with God. We always want to have that fellowship with Christ to lose that scary thing. Uh, verse number 13 now. For great is thy mercy toward me, for thou hast delivered my soul from the lowest hell. Mercy, again, the mercy God has for us. We once were lost, but now we're found. There, a lot of truth here. Uh, I've, a lot of interpretations of this verse. My, I, I look at it, and I see David, he was searching for something, and he's running for his life. But the mercy that God had him to bring him through the situations in times past and in this one, and maybe even in the future, because David knows that these trials are probably always going to be there. So the mercy God has for him to always deliver him from these situations, from the lowest cell. And for us, as sinners, once he saved us, he delivers from hell. And that mercy was everlasting. And I just thank God for that mercy he gives us today. Verse 15, he said, But thou, O Lord, are a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering, plenteous, and mercy and truth. Aren't you glad that God is all those things? When I read that today, I was like, man, I, it blessed my heart to just think how great our God is, how wonderful our God is, and how he's always there for us. And he's slow to angry. A lot of times, uh, we might get a, a quick temper and get mad at things. God sees us, and he sees what we're doing. He sees this, this, this country and this world, and he's still slow to anger. Can you imagine being in control of everything? And no, I mean, there's no way I could do it, but God is compassionate and gracious and long-suffering. And lastly tonight, so we see David's troubles, and then we see David's testimonies, what he says about God and praises God. And then we see David's trust in verse number seven. In the day of my trouble, I will call upon thee, for thou will answer me. David knows in the day of my trouble, I will call upon thee. There was no doubt in his mind. He knew right away, God, I'm in trouble. I need you. I need you. His trust and his faith in God. To know that have, to have someone in our corner that has our support and that has our back. That to me is encouragement because I know I'm never alone. And David knows that. And so he's able to face these battles. He's able to face these trials because he knows whatever comes my way, God, I got you. I have you. I can go to you. You're right there. Your ear is ready to hear. You're ready to help me out through these situations, through these trials, these troubles. And when I see, basically, when I see my life, and I try to take, when I read the word of God, I try to take it and reflect my life. I want to see, like, what am, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? How can I make me better? How can I make myself better? When I see David's life, 
and I see his faith and his trust. If something was to come my way, if something was to happen tonight, tomorrow, do I have enough faith and trust in myself to drop what I'm doing and go right away and go straight to God and cry out to God and have enough faith and trust that he'll hear me and that he'll help me? I want, I like, I love to say that yes, I do. I love to say that yes, I will. But when that time comes, God forbid it does happen, but when that time comes, do I have enough trust? Do I have enough faith to cry out him, to know that he'll bring me through and he'll help me out? I want to encourage you all today, just, just, just reflect. Use the word as a mirror. A uh, preacher once said one time, when you read the word of God, this can be the greatest thing and the worst thing. Because you can read it and you see what you're doing wrong. And it kind of like, if you're, if you're, if you're uh, wanting to be better and wanting to live more for God, most of the time when you read the word, you're like, oh, that hurts right there. But that, that is good. It's a good thing. I think the iron, iron, the sword, it, it sharpens, you know, it, it cuts deep sometimes, but it also, it also strengthens us. And, uh, I think that, I know that the more that I search the word, the more I'm in the word, the stronger my faith is towards God, and the more my, my Christian walk increases and grows. And I hope that tonight that we see here in David's life and in his prayer, that when we're faced with affliction, that we can cry out to God knowing that he can deliver us from anything that comes in place and all that we go through. And uh, the last thing I see here tonight, as I say again, is a Psalms 32.5. It says, I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. If you're lost tonight and you've never been saved, God's ready to forgive. He's right there. He's right there. He's ready for you. He's He's not going to turn his ear away from you. He's not going to look like ignore you. If you will confess your sin, acknowledge you're a sinner, and confess that and ask him to save you, he's ready to forgive us of our sins. I hope that I've been encouraged tonight. I wanted to be I wanted to be obedient in my walk with Christ. I want to be obedient every time I stand behind a pulpit. I want to be a help. And I hope that every one of you tonight want to be the same way. I hope you all want to help and strengthen each other and also be an encouragement and a light to this world out there today. Because like Brother Toby said this morning, it is, it is night and the morning is coming soon. Right. And when we're faced with affliction, there is no better person to go to than God. Right. He, is, he is almighty. He is always there for us. He'll hear us. He'll help us. And I hope you always remember that. No matter what you're faced with, always remember that God is there. And he's willing. He'll never forsake us. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the the opportunity to stand here, Lord, behind the pulpit to preach your word. Father, I thank you for this church. I thank you for this congregation, Lord. I thank you for the fellowship and the love they have for one another. I thank you, Lord, for for the, the scriptures. Lord, I thank you for the help and the strength. I thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy. God, I thank you for just always being there for me and strengthening my heart. Giving me joy, giving me happiness. Father, I thank you for my friends, and my family. I thank you for this this opportunity, Lord, to be here. Father, I thank you for always being there, ready to forgive us for our sins. Forgive me not, forgive me tonight, Lord, where I fail you. May you, uh, may I always stand here to always to bring honor and glory to your name and magnify your Son, Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for all you do for us, Lord. Bless now this time tonight. Bless this uh, fellowship after the Lord. I tell you these things in Jesus' name. I pray. Amen.